everybody. Welcome in episode number 132 of the Sports Tiki Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer, and it's a pleasure to be with you this week, as it is each and every Saturday. You can find the show wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. We are available for your listening pleasure on Spotify, Apple, Google. You know the drill. I say it every week. Download, listen, rate, subscribe. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that I am back on my couch watching football again. I will see you all in mid-February. But yeah, it is amazing. Where did the summer go? A sure harbinger of fall. There I was Thursday night, Bills Rams, watching the Bills just outclass and dominate the Rams in every facet of the game. I'm, of course, a Patriots guy up here in Boston, and the question is, will the Patriots force the Bills to punt once this season? I mean, they didn't force a punt in their playoff game last year. The Bills scored seven touchdowns on all seven of their possessions in that 30-point shellacking last January, and you look at the Bills, you compare them to the Patriots, and you say, are they even playing the same sport it just doesn't, It the gap is so, so wide, and it was really apparent on Thursday as the Bills manhandled the defending Super Bowl champions on their home field. So yes, football is back, fret no more, uh, and Sunday night, it's a big night for us here at OutSports, and for any gay football fan out there, I would imagine, because Carl Nassib will be on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, forget that stuff about Tom Brady or the Dallas Cowboys, you know, Dak Prescott. No, no, Carl Nassib is who we'll be watching. But really, Carl uh, will be there. He will be active. He made the Buccaneers 53-man roster out of training camp, so that is a an, a, an incredible accomplishment for him. He's a buck for the second time in his career. Uh, the Buccaneers drafted him, then he had a few years with the Raiders, then he signed with Tampa Bay, a couple years ago, a couple weeks ago in the middle of camp, and he is now on the 53-man roster. Uh, he was a disruptive pass rusher his last couple seasons with the Raiders, Nassib was, so I look forward to seeing him, perhaps sacking Dak Prescott on Sunday night football. Wouldn't that be nice? And I'm sure the traffic you would get for a corresponding post would be nice as well. So let's root for Carl Nassib to have a big Sunday night and a big season in general for the Buccaneers our Super Bowl favorite. And that's due to Tom Brady, who is under center. Now, Brady, for most of his career, his 23 years in the NFL, has been heralded as one of the most attractive, if not the most attractive, players in the game. And that got me thinking about all of his looks over the years. (laughs) No. Uh, But while we're on the topic, his current look, not his best. There's been a lot of speculation about the cause behind his 11-day hiatus from Bucks training camp. Page six in the New York Post and the gossip rags will say it's marital strife with Giselle. I think that's probably true, but I think Brady may have snuck off and done a little plastic surgery. Maybe not last month, but at some point over the last few months, uh, he's looking very gaunt, I will say. Not his best look. But anyway, it got me thinking. Quarterbacks are uniformly viewed as the most handsome players, not just in football, but in all of male sports. And this week in my inbox, 
I came across an email from the Golden Ratio Face app. And they sent out a press release and they ranked the most attractive quarterbacks in the NFL in accordance to their ratings formula. And they gave us the list of 10. So that got me thinking, let's talk about this list on the show. Let's break it down. And then let's make the conversation a little wider and consider why. Why do we think quarterbacks are the most attractive or most handsome people on the field? Is that true? Is the perception the reality? Or is there an, or, or are there other factors at play? And much to my surprise, there's actually a book written about this subject. It came out in 2016. So I was very pleased to find that when doing my prep work for the show as well. So here we go. Hot QBs. One of my favorite football topics. The golden, what's it called? The golden ratio face app says these are the 10 best looking quarterbacks in the NFL. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. There you go. Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals, number one with a perfect score on the Golden Ratio Face app of 9.08. So they call that perfect. Guess close enough to perfect. I think 10 would usually be perfect, right? But they say close enough to perfect. Joe Burrow, 9.08, number one. A close second is Baker Mayfield, another number one pick, 8.89. He's pretty, not perfect, but pretty. And Mayfield now, of course, quarterbacks for the Panthers. He was traded there this offseason. The aforementioned Tom Brady comes in at number three, 8.71. The verdict is pretty. Then we have a tie for fourth. This is where it starts to get interesting. Aaron Rodgers is number four, tied with Geno Smith, formerly of the Jets, now at the Seahawks. They are both pretty as well at 8.28. Russell Wilson at number six is 8.02. He qualifies as pretty. And then seven through 10, we have Jacoby Brissett, formerly of the Patriots, Colts, now of the Browns. He'll be filling in for Deshaun Watson. The first part of the season, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, who we saw Thursday night, and then number 10, Texans second year passer, Davis Mills. And all those four QBs, by the way, are ranked in the sevens, and their verdict is quote unquote normal. Oh, that's actually a tough ranking system. If you're in the high sevens, which all of these guys are, and you're considered normal, what happens if you're a five? Or a six. I don't like that. So there's the list. So now go on Google and look at pictures of all these guys and see if you agree or disagree. I have some problems with this list, if I'm being honest. I don't have an issue with Joe Burrow at number one. Granted, he's very young. He's like 24 years old or something like that. But he is hot. He's really hot in that classic, handsome, quarterback way. Baker Mayfield is as well. Really? Yeah, I would say Joe Joe Burrow is hot. Baker Mayfield is handsome. Brady? 
Maybe Lifetime Achievement Award, I still put him on this list, but that face, as I said, is looking gaunt, sis. It is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, in a previous life, yes, would be on this list. Now, no way. Looks like he has not washed his hair for quite some time. We know he's an anti-vaxxer, but I guess he's an anti-shampoo guy as well. <laughs> um, Geno Smith, I can live with him on there. Russell Wilson is a very handsome guy. I agree with that. Um, so he is a lucky woman. Um, you know, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, in like that country boy way, both of them are good looking, but that's not my type really. I'd rank Allen ahead of Stafford, so maybe he creeps in the back end of my top 10 list, the back door, if you will, and the pun may or may not be intended. <laughs> that's up to you. But, uh... That, like, country boy look is not always my favorite. Davis Mills is handsome as well, though he's also, like, 23. He's entering his second year. Some omissions that I would like to point out. Patrick Mahomes, and this is a controversial one. My friends and I argue about this from time to time, and by that I mean whenever he's on TV. I usually bring it up. Patrick Mahomes, I would put on that list. He's sexy. See, Zach Wilson, again, he's like 23, but I'm not that much older than that, than him, so I can still say that. Zach Wilson, cute in like a frat boy way. Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, handsome. Justin Fields, quarterback of the Bears, also entering his second year, I would say is pretty hot as well. I'd put him somewhere on that list. What's a common denominator? I guess I like quarterbacks in their early to mid-20s, huh? But who doesn't? I hey, I'm still in my 20s for a few more months. I, I have limited time, limited time for me to salivate over the 23 and 4-year-olds of the world. So give me that at least. Give me that. So okay, there you go. There's my list. Now for the broader question, the serious topic. Are quarterbacks the most handsome players on the field, and why do we think they are? Well, as I mentioned, in 2016, the journalists John Wertham and Sam Summers came out with a book titled This Is Your Brain on Sports, and the book challenges conventional wisdom and looks to uncover the hidden influences in sports, and it uses reams of data, the description says, to investigate questions that tug at every fan. Naturally, one of the questions that tugs at every gay fan, hot quarterbacks. And that's a question they explore. Are quarterbacks the most handsome on the field? Because we know it, right? Joe Namath, Broadway Joe, to Joe Montana. Brett Favre had his groupies. Talk about a country boy look. Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Wilson I mentioned. Tim Tebow, even his utmost detractors. Hello, I'll include myself in that. Would agree. Not the worst looking guy. So what's going on? Are they really the most handsome? Well, the findings say no. <laughs> the findings are surprising. They conducted a couple of surveys. For the first survey, they used photos, photos excuse me, of all 32 NFL quarterbacks who opened the 2014 season. Oh my God, I forgot. Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, has to be on my top 10 list. I am floored that he's not on uh, the Golden Ratio Face Apps top 10 list. Oh my God, what a glaring omission, Jimmy Garoppolo. I could hear you all now just screaming, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. So 
My apologies to Jimmy Garoppolo. He's certainly on that list. And I thought of him because he was actually drafted in 2014. So there you go. But back to the survey. They put pictures, used pictures of all 32 NFL quarterbacks who started week one of the 14th season. Keep in mind, this book was published in 2016. Each photo was cropped at the neck. So no team uniform was visible. Next, they needed other positional groups for comparison. So they settled on receivers and defensive backs, ruling out other positions because of body type, linebackers too bulky, kickers too scrawny, etc. Uh, they also factored in ethnicity. We know about the historical racial biases at quarterback, so it shouldn't be surprising that about 75% of the NFL starting QBs over the last decade, when this book was written, so from 06 to 16, have been white. So they held this demographic rate constant across all their positions. And to do this, they randomly selected one white and one non-white receiver and defensive back from as many teams as possible. They then recruited 100 people to rate the photos. And here's what they found. Quarterbacks received the lowest ratings of the three positions. Yeah, QBs, an average rating of 4.5 compared with 4.7 for receivers and 5 for defensive backs. What is going on here? Well, hmm, they call this the halo effect. The halo effect, for those who don't know, is, and I'll read the definition directly so there's no confusion, the formation of positive overall impressions of people projects a perceptual halo around them, casting their other characteristics, including physical appearance, in a similarly positive light. So to apply the halo effect to quarterbacks, we're told constantly They're the leaders on the field. The camera is always on them. They're the face of the team, face of the franchise, most important player on the field. All of these positive characteristics are attributed to quarterbacks. So as a result, it would only make sense that their other characteristics are viewed in a similarly positive light, such as whether or not they are handsome. We as a society are attracted to leaders. We like the image of a strong, firm, commanding man. And find me somebody more commanding than a great quarterback. At least that's what we're told. So yeah, the media plays a big role in this as well. Interestingly, these writers did another survey for the book. They ranked, they had participants rank the same positions, QBs, receivers, defensive backs, based on five attributes. Intelligence, oh, sorry, four attributes. Intelligence, confidence, poise, and social skill. Quarterbacks ranked number one. On three of those four ratings, they ranked number one on intelligence, poise, and social skill. The only one that they didn't was confidence. But that tells you something too, that even when people are given photos of quarterbacks in comparison to receivers and defensive backs and asked to rate them in terms of intelligence, confidence, poise, social skill, quarterbacks come out on top 
So what does that say? Again, it's the halo effect. We look at someone who appears to be a quarterback and we say, yeah, they're social. They have poise. They're intelligence. They can run the offense. And someone does have that look, right? Looks like a quarterback. That stereotypical quarterback is tall. He's north of six feet. I mean, they, Baker Mayfield, I think, is like 5'10", 5'11". He, is, he might actually be six feet right on the dot. Instead of guessing, I should look this up. Okay, Baker Mayfield is six foot one. So he fits the mark above six feet, but even he is still considered kind of a short quarterback at six foot one. So they are well north of six feet. They have a certain stature about them, right? Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, that kind of bulky. Stature, I call it the country boy look, if you will. That generically handsome, all-American man look might even be more accurate. They have strong arms. It's like uh, it's like politics, politicians. We elect tall presidents. Presidents are always tall. That is the one common denominator between eras, political parties. They are almost always tall. Tall, commanding, leadership. Honestly, I think that's a big reason why Charlie Baker, our Republican governor of Massachusetts, has consistently enjoyed the highest approval ratings in the country, despite governing a deeply blue state as a Republican. His approval ratings are through the roof. Problems don't stick to him. And this, his polling is actually better among Democrats than it is among Republicans. So it's not a partisanship thing. It's... I think a lot of it is a tall thing. He's a very tall guy, Charlie Baker. Tall men, leaders. So it's all very interesting. I'm not sure if we came to much of a conclusion today, except for the fact that, again, quarterbacks, the perception may not be the reality, but the perception builds them up. It's the halo effect. It's true in so many facets of society. And it's true with NFL quarterbacks as well. So there you have it. Keep that in mind as you watch the season unfold and rate the quarterbacks as we are wont to do. Uh, thank you also for tuning into the show, Sports Kiki Podcast. Next week, I'll have a very special guest for you all. So you want to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you have any show ideas, topic ideas, hit me up on Twitter. Against my better judgment, my DMs are open. At AlexRemer1 is my name. That again is at AlexRemer1. So long, and we'll talk to you next Friday.